Welcome to Learner on Learning. I'm Dr. Howard Lerner, Superintendent of Bergen County Technical Schools, and this is the first of four podcasts relating to innovative and career and technical education in this county, as well as taking a close look at the differences between our four county career and technical education high schools. Today, we're learning about a high school's role in career readiness with the new principal of our Paramus campus, Mr. Jeremy Wertheim. Good morning, Jeremy. Hi, Dr. Lerner. How are you? All right. Great. Why don't we jump right in, Jeremy? Um, I'd like to know first, and I'd like our audience to know, what types of programs and what types of students are we working with at Paramus Tech? So we have a really unique group of students and a unique setting where students are learning very traditional vocational and technical education. We have two different populations of students, including a full-time population of students with disabilities who are there to get both their academic and their technical training, and a shared time population of students who come to us for technical training, but get their academics in their sending district or their home district. I see. Is there ever a time that we provide academics to the shared time? population? Yeah. Every shared time student takes at least one academic with us in order to help uh, move them forward towards their graduation requirements. But frequently we'll offer more academics to students uh, if it's necessary to help partner with their local sending district to get them towards their graduation requirements as well. Can you touch base now on uh, the actual CTE programs that we provide at Paramus Tech? Sure. I'll try and I'll try and get all of them in. We have 11 technical areas. Wow. Uh, we have two auto programs, an automotive collision repair technical program, an automotive technology shop, cosmetology and skin care, green building trades, which is a mixture of plumbing, masonry, electrical and carpentry. We have a landscape design technical area, an animal care technical area where students can choose from two pathways, including competitive grooming and vet assisting. We also have a healthcare occupations technical area, culinary and baking, visual graphic design, and IT. Wow. I think you just named them all. I, Congratulations. I did my best, yeah. <laughs> so Jeremy, I want to play a clip for you from former U.S. Secretary of Education, Arnie Duncan. There's a lot of talk these days about the need to boost college and career readiness. But the truth, and I think I include myself here, is that most of the current debate is about college readiness. And too often, career readiness has been an unrelated afterthought. So Jeremy, what, what do you think about what Arnie Duncan was saying? So we subscribe to the Pathways to Prosperity model where we are trying to build an individualized plan for students to reach success as they transition to post-secondary life. For all of our students, that looks a little bit different. We try to determine with the families whether students are going to be college bound, going to work, going to the military, or going to trade school. And then with each one of those pathways, we have a continuum of opportunity that students can choose from a variety of different options within that pathway. Within uh, that continuum of service, uh, you know, post high school. Are we also looking towards four-year colleges and two-year colleges? Absolutely. We have a, a range of post-secondary opportunities that we're helping to direct students towards, including everything and up to going to two- and four-year colleges. That actually leads me into uh, the next clip I, I want to play. Um, this was something uh, that I heard from a gentleman by the name of Ronald Ferguson out of Harvard Graduate School of Education, uh, and he was the co-director of the Pathways for Prosperity Project. So I'd like to play that for the audience. We have millions of young people who are basically lost. 
Now they're unemployed, they don't know how to find work, they don't know how to become qualified for work. Only about a third of young people in the United States complete four-year college degrees. It's been quite appropriate that we've had an increased emphasis on college, the College for All movement, over the last decade or two. But we need to balance that out now with um, the idea that we need college and career ready. So listening to that clip, the one thing that really hit me hard and is striking is the fact that one third of the college population actually graduate in four years, which is uh, amazing to me because two thirds of the population who are not graduating college, not only are they leaving college, but they're probably leaving with debt. Yeah, it's a, it's a remarkable statistic. And it's remarkable for a couple of reasons. Um, the first one is that just how many students are not completing. And then the second part that's remarkable about it is the degree to which we as a country, a community, a county are so focused on college that we may not be developing the types of programs and services that students need to transition to uh, work. Mm. Um, and so one of the things that we're doing at, at Bergen Tech Paramus is making a real attempt to partner with organizations that are going to help us create that happy and healthy lifestyle for students if they don't go to college. Let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, recently, we were engaged by the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, along with the Carpenters Union in partnership. And they're looking to expand the number of carpenters that are available to service Port Authority projects. The Port Authority has huge projects in front of them, in, including a, building a really large offshore wind farm. They're fixing the George Washington Bridge. They're building a new terminal at Newark Liberty International Airport. And so they really need the labor. And we have a number of students who could really benefit from a program working with the Port Authority and the Carpenters Union to transition into that help, happy and healthy life. Because when we're working with these larger partners like the Port Authority, they're offering students things like uh, livable wages, healthcare, benefits, and most importantly for a lot of our, our students and parents, access to higher education. That's fantastic. Um, uh, I'm glad to hear that. Where do we fit into those projects with our students in terms of say like internships or, or structured learning environments. Can you comment on that? In a perfect world, we want to start engaging these outside partners like the Port Authority, or we've just started partnerships with FedEx and uh, Mercedes. We want to start engaging these organizations early on in the process so that uh, we have time to get uh, students accustomed to meeting with these organizations, understanding what those organizations are offering, and then building a solid bridge for transition, which could include pre-apprentice credits or guarantees by the employer for the time that they transition. So working with them early on is really important. In, in the case of the Port Authority, they're offering us funds, books, curriculum, uh, field trip opportunities. So they really are uh, showing us that they're- So they're investing yeah. in the students at, at Paramus Tech. Yeah, there's no, there's no question that this is an investment for them. I think that right now with you know only two and a half percent unemployment, there aren't a lot of people out there for them to gather into their, their labor pool and start to put to work when they want to. Um, and so they've come to us as, as sort of a new beacon of opportunity to grow their labor force. And they're offering us a lot in order to do that. Now, what's the sense from students you get when, when you talk about collaborating with these types of industries and partners? There is a range from excited to apprehensive. Mm -hmm. Students that are familiar with some of these organizations can be very excited about their opportunities to go to work for them. For instance, we had a number of students who were 
we're really interested in our uh, work with Mercedes Benz, mm -hmm. where students have an opportunity to take some online courses through the through the automaker, then do a summer internship, move that summer internship into a structured learning experience or internship during the school year, and eventually roll that into employment when they leave high school. Um, but it's a very recognizable brand, and it's something that students are really sort of intuitively drawn to. So, Jeremy, there's one more clip I'd like to play for you at this point. Um, it's a clip from a TED Talk with Ed Hidalgo, uh, Qualcomm's staffing director, and it's on uh, finding quality candidates to hire. I'd like to take a listen. How does a child aspire to a career they don't know exists? Especially when we know that most children will never have a class on career readiness, college ex exploration, or anything like it. In fact, they'll spend most of their time worrying about grades. So another question, why the lack of dedicated time, people, and resources working with young people to really explore what's out there in the world? You know, there's a number of things that come to mind when I hear that clip. The first is most high schools don't even do anything for career readiness. What types of things do we do uh, besides the 11 programs that, of course, we're getting students involved in in terms of career and technical education? But what other things do we do for career readiness? Well, we talked a little bit about students being a little apprehensive about getting engaged with career readiness in terms of transitioning to some of the employers which are available for students to work for after they leave. So one of the things we're doing to engage students in that process is trying to create the same infrastructure of the work environment. Right. And, and, and so the physical infrastructure that we're doing within the school, but also creating the communication infrastructure for students and their parents to understand what is available to them. So every student knows about college and every college has their own pamphlets and their own promotional materials. So we're trying to create that for our students when it comes to work opportunities, opportunities in selective service, and also trade schools, which That's may not idea. exist yet. In addition, we have a, a really big emphasis on developing career readiness soft skills, but also work on essential skills like um, showing up on time, showing up on time, being flexible, mm -hmm. being responsive to the needs of, of their clients, um, teamwork. The, and, and those are a lot of the things that get passed over when we're talking about career, when we're just talking about education overall, when, when all you're preparing students for is to get good grades so that they can get good grades in college, you're not teaching those types of essential skills like teamwork or flexibility or collaboration. Um, and so we're, we're having a more deep emphasis on those uh, essential skills in order to move students forward when they do get to the workplace. It's really helpful, you know, what you're presenting today. Uh, can you touch upon uh, the community in general and how they are aware of these opportunities for students? So we're trying to bring together our parents, our employers, our students, and our staff into one space at the same time. The pathway towards work for a lot of parents is ambiguous at best. Mm -hmm. They don't really understand what it looks like. But putting them in the room with an employer who can tell them that their child is going to have access to a livable wage, benefits, health care, and of course, continued access to higher education makes them feel safe and comfortable about the opportunity that's in front of them, as opposed to college, which is sort of a known entity for um, our students, but may, may not be the appropriate pathway for them. So we have to make parents feel as comfortable with sending their child to a business to work in that they would feel sending their child to college or trade school. That's great. Thank you, Mr. Wertheim, uh, for taking the time to outline how Bergen County Technical Schools Paramus Campus is actually addressing the national education movement 
on incorporating career readiness practices at the high school level. And to all you listeners out there, thank you for joining us on this, the first session of Learner on Learning.